0: Love Radio. Good evening, everyone, and live from Patrick Mahomes Winery. It's the Fourth and Inches <laughs> show with Jana and the Sherpa. Jana, how did your um, playoff bubble teams uh, fare this past weekend?
1: We all made it through. So here's hoping we have a, a healthy week this week. My family disowned me, as as it always happens in Cowboys Eagles Week, and. You know, we had a little bit of chaos, but no, no big dom punching anyone on the sideline this week. How are your teams doing?
0: Yeah, <laughs> um, not not as well as yours. I only unfortunately had one of my four teams uh, pull through. Yeah, and that was the oh. team that. So I lost a, one of them had no chance really. The other two it was close call, but uh, didn't get in, and then the fourth oh. one did make it. So. Oh, I should probably just resign from doing the show now. But uh, no,
1: not at all. here I am. But your your Giants, your real life team, they're winning games. Yeah. Are you are you we, happy? We fan, or like are you now just pissed that you're honor. hurting the draft pick?
0: <laughs> yeah, they're, they're hurting the draft pick, but it's fun that they're actually competitive and winning games. It's kind of funny. The Eagles have lost three games in a row. The Giants have won, or the Eagles have lost two in a row. The Giants have won three in a row, and somehow. The Giants are still five games back, in the Eagles in the standings. So that kind of gives you an idea of what kind of a season it's been for the Giants.
1: I have to say, Tommy Cutlets is fun. We, he's, a, he's an entertaining character. Or yeah, Daniel is. Jones he, has to be sitting smell. at home thinking, like, am I going to lose my job to a guy living at home with mom and
0: dad? He doesn't make his own bed. Um, I know. Yeah, I I don't know. I I see that, but I I don't think that's in any danger of happening. I mean, I so. if anything it should give him confidence just to say to Rod Taylor, "Thanks, but we're not re-signing you next year." Yeah. But um but yeah, they they definitely have themselves a, a backup quarterback at least, but uh you know, I I would like to think that uh Daniel Jones when healthy could uh Poor,
1: poor Danny Dimes. Better numbers because, than that. But anyway,
0: neither here nor there.
1: <laughs> well, unfortunately, we do like like Daniel Jones. We do have some injuries this week. We'll get to that in a minute. But for those of you who are still with us, trying to get your teams through the playoffs, trying to win some water cool cooler talk, win some money in daily fantasy leagues, we have got you covered every which way. Six ways to Sunday, all of it. We've got it all ready for you. We've we're here for a full hour with you until nine thirty PM Eastern time if you're listening live. If you're listening after the fact, thanks for letting us come along to your commute, the gym, wherever you are. If you missed any episodes, you missed part of this episode, you just miss a sound of our voices because one hour is just not enough. You can find us anywhere you find your favorite podcast. There are almost fifteen years worth, more than two hundred episodes. We are we're just churning out content, people. You can also find us all over social media. We're on Twitter, slash X, slash whatever you want to call it. We're at the number four THN Inches Show at fantasy underscore Sherpa and jkim six. You can figure out who's who there. We're on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, and you can email us at the number four THN Inches Show at gmail.com. And we're with you every Tuesday night from 7.30 to 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, giving you everything you need to guide your team to victory. So we've got... Everything from injuries, labor wire pickups to fill those holes, God, who to start, who to sit, game predictions, which are always spicy, and daily fantasy picks. So anyway, you're playing fantasy football. We have you covered. Um, We'll dive into injuries. The good news is bye weeks are over. The bad news is bye weeks are over, which means we're in the playoffs, so which means we not might we not all be thriving. <laughs> And uh, it's it's a tough time to be a quarterback, unless I guess your name is Easton Stick, but we'll get there in a minute. <clears throat> We're
0: to we'll start
1: out in... <laughs> yeah, old Tommy Cutlets and his mom's agent. True, true. What a resurgence that man is having. Poor DTR. But we'll start out in Arizona, and we'll start with the wide receivers out there. No one's very healthy. Um, Marquise Brown, Old Hollywood, is looking like he's gonna practice this week, which means hopefully he's gonna play. He's dealing with a heel injury or if you're the poor intern trying to type it out on ESPN, a hell injury, he's going through it. Uh <laughs> also. Also, Michael Wilson is pretty questionable going in to this week, but that's actually a positive because he hasn't actually practiced since November 17th. He's missed the last three games with a shoulder injury, so the fact that fact been he's on the practice field is a real solid sign. So if for some reason you've been stashing Michael Wilson on your bench or you're in dire need of a wide receiver, he might play football this week. And at running back, Amari Mercado, uh suffered a stinger this week. He left the game. He's not practicing. Uh, so we're hoping the bye week has healed all of this, and he will be back this weekend. But keep an eye on that. Have a plan B there. Uh, remember, the Cardinals and the Commanders are the last two coming off their bye week. So we're hopefully kind of healthy, but we'll get to the Commanders in a minute. Out in Atlanta, a quarterback Jeff Okuda is not practicing. He's dealing with an ankle injury. Um, beyond that, if you're a defensive tackle or a defensive end, there's a real good shot. You are not healthy on that Falcons team. Tough time to be on the defense there. Out in Baltimore, a couple of big names, most notably wide receiver Devin DuVernay is going to be hitting injured reserve today. He's got a back injury. He's not going to get healthy by the end of the season, so his year is done, unfortunately. Unfortunately, Also, keep an eye on safety Kyle Hamilton. He suffered an MCL sprain in his left knee this week against the Rams. He's questionable. Um, They certainly want his body out there, so keep an eye on that if you're trying to figure out whether or not to start the Ravens defense this week. In Buffalo, I feel like this is always the cornerstone of our injury report, but it's getting smaller. Um, Tight end Dalton Kincaid is questionable. He's dealing with a shoulder injury. They're calling him day-to-day We're all day-to-day, so it really doesn't tell us a whole lot about whether or not he's going to play. He's going to try to play through it, but it'll kind of come down to how Friday goes, so keep an eye on that. Safety Micah Hyde is questionable slash week-to-week. He suffered a stinger in Sunday's game. He was knocked out of the game. Um, Hopefully he's on the men fast, but it doesn't look great for him going into this weekend. So, again, something to consider when you're thinking about whether or not you want to start that defense. Out in Carolina. Interesting stuff coming out of here. Let's start with the easy one. Tight end Ian Thomas is questionable. He was knocked out of the game with an ankle injury against the Saints. He's got a decent chance of playing this week. Tight end Hayden Hurst is where things get interesting, and not necessarily interesting in a good way. Um, We haven't seen him play the last couple of weeks ever since he suffered a concussion against the Bears. And now today he's coming out and talking about how he has post-traumatic amnesia. He doesn't remember four hours after the game. Let's also remember that not only did he get knocked out of the game, they let him go back into the game, and he says he remembers none of that. Um, so he's hoping to be back this week. He is finally practicing again. Um, but that does not sound great, post-traumatic amnesia. So technically he was on in the concussion protocol, so that's what he's officially listed as. Um, but it looks like he's got a chance to play this week. But maybe not the greatest injury news out there. Tackles, very much not healthy. There's a lot going wrong in Carolina right now. However, the smallest injury report in the entire league goes to the Chicago Bears. There's one name on it, and it's Equiminius St. Brown, who popped up on the injury report Saturday with a pectoral injury. He's questionable going into this week, so keep an eye on that. The Bengals don't have any new injuries on their injury report. We just know that... Joe Burrow still can't play football, and Jake Browning had his whole family there thanks to Joe Burrow's suite. So good news out of of Cincinnati there. The Browns, as Sherpa alluded to, have announced that Joe Flacco is a starter for the remainder of the year. Dorian Thompson Robinson, the old DTR, might be used in short yardage situations, but I don't think most of us had Joe Flacco as a starting quarterback for a potential playoff team on our bingo card for the year, but here we are. Quarterback Denzel Ward is questionable. Uh, he just missed his third straight game with a shoulder injury. They thought he was going to play last week, so we're hoping he's going to play this week. Defense could certainly use that. And running back Jerome Ford was knocked out of the game with a wrist injury, x-rays, or negative, so he's officially questionable. I guess it's going to be kind of a pain tolerance thing, so keep an eye on that as the week goes. Out in Dallas, um, Biggest issue here is defensive tackle Jonathan Hankins was diagnosed with high ankle sprain. Not necessarily locked to play this week, but certainly somebody they want on that defensive line. Out in Denver, it's primarily defense injuries, uh, a guard or two as well, but uh for the most part they're actually pretty healthy and a confusing team to watch. I guess they're in football now. <laughs> in Detroit center, Frank Ragnow always keep an eye on. He's questionable, he's gonna try to play. Hopefully he makes it through a whole game. Other than that, just the secondary is a little banged up, but what whose isn't right now? In Green Bay, a lot of guys didn't play, a lot of guys not practicing. Linebacker Clay Walker's not not practicing with a shoulder injury. Wide receiver Christian Watson missed the last game with a hamstring injury. They are unsure if he's going to play this week, um, but don't think it's as serious as the hamstring injury that caused him to miss two games earlier this year. That's not at all confusing. Uh, running back Aaron Jones was a late scratch. He didn't play with that knee injury. Cornerback Jair Alexander didn't play with a shoulder injury. And wide receiver Dontavian Wicks is questionable. He's doing the high ankle sprain that they suffered on Monday night. So not only did they lose the game, but they lost half of their offense. So Green Bay is not looking real healthy right now. Out in Houston, one of the biggest injuries of the week was quarterback C.J. Stroud getting knocked out of the game with what they're calling a head injury. He has a concussion. (laughs) I'm not sure why sometimes we have to make it more dramatic. He's in the concussion protocol. Hit his head pretty hard on the ground. It looks like he's got a chance to play this week. See how it goes as the week goes on, but certainly have a plan B there. Um, I know Sherpa loves when we talk kicker injuries. But I know you've all been holding your breath. Kicker Kaimi Fairbath is coming off (laughs) injured reserve. He's made a full recovery from the right quad strain. He is coming back. He's going to play this week. Everybody get excited. Uh, Defensive end Will Anderson Jr. was knocked out of the game with an ankle injury. He's questionable. Wide receiver Nico Collins was knocked out of the game very early with a calf injury. And he is also very questionable going into this week. So, They lost Tankdale one week, Canico Collins get roughed up the next. No C.J. Stroud to throw to them. Remember, Davis-Mills is their backup, so C.J. Stroud is in any way potentially not ready. They're more than happy to play Davis-Mills, so I would err on the side of caution that they may not rush him back for those of you keeping track at home. Um, In Indianapolis, Ten Angelini Wood is probably not coming back from IR this year. He's was hoping to make a return. He's been dealing with a hamstring injury. doesn't look great. Running back, Jonathan Taylor, on the other hand, uh, officially listed as doubtful. He is progressing in the recovery from that thumb surgery. They screwed the ligament back onto his thumb. Um, they're going to see how the week goes before making a determination, so it probably won't be until Saturday morning. They're playing Saturday this week. Um, so, again, have a plan B there. The Jacksonville Jaguars, most notable thing on the injury report is that Trevor Lawrence is not on it. We know this is a man who cannot walk comfortably on two legs, but we let play quarterbacks, so I guess it's okay to not put him on the injury report. He has a high ankle sprain still. That hasn't gone away yet. Um, for what it's worth, also most of the secondary is injured here. Uh, a lot of them got knocked out of the game last week. We'll see who comes back this week. And wide receiver Christian Kirk is on IR with a groin injury his season is going to be done so they're without him unfortunately as well in Kansas City other than some hurt feelings we have a couple of actual injuries um safety Brian Cook was put on IR with an ankle injury running back Isaiah Pacheco did not play this week with a shoulder injury might miss another week they're not sure how fast this is going to heal and with you know maybe not the hardest match in the world coming up they may May give him another week, so keep an eye on that. I know that's going to affect some fantasy teams and playoffs this week. In Las Vegas, defensive end Max Crosby is officially listed as questionable. He did not practice today. He's dealing with a knee injury. Keep an eye on that. Running back Josh Jacobs did not practice on Monday. He's got a quad injury. Looks like he's going to try to play through that, but keep an eye out for setbacks. And, again, if you're a linebacker or a cornerback and you have any kind of health Now might be a good time to start calling NFL teams because everyone is hurt. (laughs) On the other side of town, or I guess not really town, but sort of, the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, Not only are they ineffective at playing football right now, but now they're going to do it without Justin Herbert, who fractured another finger. So this is the right index finger, which means you can't throw a football. So he's having surgery today. I would hope he's already done having surgery now. He's done for the season So Easton Stick from North Dakota State will be the Chargers starting quarterback. And how he didn't end up a hockey player with the name Easton Stick, I will never understand.
0: A few other names on a group.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. His parents tried hard and he ended up a football player. A few other notable injuries, tight end Gerald Everett is still limited with a hip injury despite having a very nice day this weekend. Tight end Donald Donald Parham Jr. is dealing with a shoulder injury. He is limited as well. And wide receiver Keenan Allen is dealing with a heel injury, did not practice on Monday. So keep an eye on those. Keenan Allen will play through it, but not really sure what we're going to get out of Old Easton, so keep an eye on that. Uh, the Rams dealing with a couple of injuries as well. Tight end Tyler Higby is hoping to return this week from a neck injury that cost him all of last week at practice and the game. Uh, wide receiver Ben Skronik is questionable. He's dealing with, quote, an ankle and some back issues. So he's not practicing, not sounding particularly healthy, but keep an eye on him. And wide receiver Tutu Atwell is in the concussion protocol still. Uh, Certainly keep an eye on him as the week goes on. Obviously, if he's out of the concussion protocol by Thursday or Friday, you've got a chance. Dolphins wide receiver Tyreek Hill uh, was knocked out, kind of, of the game early with an ankle injury. And then I guess his wife sent him a a text saying to get his act together and get back on the field. Uh, Mike McDaniel says that he's considered day-to-day and that he hasn't determined whether or not he's going to play this week it's really going to come down to a pain tolerance thing but uh he says you know in, unless Tyreek says flat out he's not going to play then we always have a plan so it sounds like he's going to try to play I don't know how great of my idea that is but we'll see also pretty much all of the guards and safeties are listed on the injury report as well this week so we'll keep it rolling in Minnesota Nick Mullins is going to be the starting quarterback this week mostly because people are thinking that Josh Jobs Tried to kill Justin Jefferson last week, which is not really what happened, but it didn't look great. Uh, Justin Jefferson did get knocked out of the game and did go to the hospital to check on a chest injury. He is day-to-day, but, quote, has a good chance to play this week. I guess he broke a rib. Maybe thought he punctured a lung. I don't know, but he seems like he's doing okay now. Uh, wide receiver Alexander Madison is dealing with a sprained ankle. He's questionable. Wide receiver Josh Naylor is also questionable. He's in the concussion protocol. so few new faces, few old faces coming back. We'll see. In New England, running back Ramondre Stevenson is dealing with a high ankle sprain. Devontae Parker is dealing with a knee injury. Demario Douglas is dealing with a concussion. Um, and Kayshawn Booty is dealing with a shoulder injury. Everybody's questionable. Everybody is day-to-day. No one wants to decide if they're going to play or not yet. But the walking wounded for that offense. No one seems worried, though. In New Orleans, we do have a few issues here. Wide um, <clears throat> receiver Michael Thomas is expected to return at some point, any point this season from IR where he's been with a knee injury, so it does not appear his season is over. Quarterback Derek Carr is officially said as questionable with rib and shoulder injuries, but he's still going to go out and be the starting quarterback. Um, quarterback slash tight end slash running back slash Swiss Army Knife Taysom Hill is still not practicing. He didn't play last week with a injury to his foot and his non-throwing hand, so we'll see if he gets any practice in this week. There's a good chance we'll see him on the field. And wide receiver Rashid Shahid got a second opinion on the thigh contusion he suffered, and they say it's more serious than they originally thought. So He's very questionable. They're not sure he's going to play this week. It could be another week even after that, so keep an eye on that. Tommy Cutlets and the New York Giants. I mean, what more, what more could we ask for? Unfortunately, we could ask for a little more health, namely wide receiver Paris Campbell. He's questionable with a knee injury. He was inactive last week. Hopefully, he gets a chance to get out there this week. Tight end Darren Waller um, is running roots. He's He's living his best life, trying to come back from that hamstring injury. I mean, more power to you, man. Let's let's go. <laughs> There's not a lot of healthy tight ends, so if we can get a few more, that'd be great. The Jets um, are not denying reports that they're planning on trading their starting quarterback Zach Wilson in the off season, but are also putting out a lot of stories about how he has a lot of confidence. So, who knows what's going on? What we do know is Aaron Rodgers is at practice. He's a limited participant. We've apparently not given up the ghost of him thinking he's going to play football again this year. Tight end CJ Ozoma ended up on IR with a knee injury, so his year is done, unfortunately. Out in Philadelphia, uh, biggest name on the injury report is Safety Reed Blankenship. He is in concussion protocol. He got knocked out of the game with the Cowboys, so keep an eye on that. They desperately need him out there. Steelers quarterback Kenny Pickett obviously did not play last week with that ankle injury since he had it, you know, surgically reattached to his bones, but good for him. He's hoping to play soon, probably not this week, though. Uh, it looks like it's probably going to be another week. So Mitchell Trubisky, old Mitchy Poo, is going to be under center again. I mean, the fans can't tell if they love or hate him it changes from minute to minute. Um but somebody that all fans love in Pittsburgh is linebacker TJ Watt. He is in the concussion protocol. It is not ideal, so keep an eye on that. And linebacker Alex Highsmith is also in the concussion protocol as well. They're both questionable, so keep an eye on that defense again, fantasy purposes, you need to do that in these kind of weeks in San Francisco. We're in the home stretch, guys. 49ers running back Elijah Mitchell did not play last week. He's dealing with a knee injury. Pretty much all of the linebackers are hurt, so keep an eye on that. Cornerback Char- Charavius- Charvarius Ward, who can't say that, um, is questionable. He's dealing with a groin injury. He's got a chance to practice this week, so he's got a chance to play this week. That would be a nice get for them. Javon Hargrave, the defensive tackle, is dealing with a hamstring injury. He also might have a chance to practice this week, so maybe he has a chance to play. And wide receiver Ray McLeod, III, is on injured reserve after suffering a rib injury this week, so his year is likely done. Out in Seattle, Geno Smith uh, is an absolute maniac. <laughs> Sometimes you have to save a player from himself. During practice on Thursday, he suffered a groin injury that would cause most people to miss two to three weeks. Gino thought, let's just tape me up. I'm going to play this week. And it took the entire team to tell him, hey, man, this is a bad idea. We're going to make it inactive. So he did not play this week. Drew Locke started instead. Also, don't forget, he still has a swollen elbow. Geno Smith's falling apart, and he just wants to go out there behind the world's worst offensive line and play football. Got to give the man something for that. So Gino's questionable. Not sure if they're going to let him play this week. Not entirely sure how severe any of this is. So keep an eye on that. (laughs) Cornerback Devin Witherspoon is questionable. He suffered a hit pointer, but not bruised ribs. So I guess that's a plus. A hit pointer doesn't sound that great either, though. So he's questionable going into this weekend. The only thing you need to worry about on the Buccaneers injury report is that the defense is all on the injury report. Moving on to Tennessee, (laughs) cornerback Sean Murphy Bunting is questionable. He suffered a knee injury in the game last night, and we're not sure how he's going to bounce back this week. So keep an eye on that. It's a key piece of the defense. Also, all of the cornerbacks and all of the defensive tackles are all a little bit injured. So, again, keep in mind when you look at defenses. The commander's biggest issue you've got here is running back Brian Robinson, Jr., he had that hamstring injury that he suffered the week before the bye week. Hopefully the bye week gave him some rest. He healed, and he's going to be back to form this week. So just see how the, the Thursday and Friday practices go, but I think you should be fine putting him back in your lineup this week. Sherpa, sure. is there anyone left on the injuries, on the on the waiver wire, that I have not already done extensive medical record research on today? <laughs>
0: Um, let me get back to you on that. Blue and I were just uh, practicing our <laughs> piano and singing for our uh, Sherpa holiday party this coming uh, weekend. So that's but, what I like um, to hear. Let's see. Yeah, th- there are a few people. I, I you want some names? I got some names for you.
1: You got um, some names? Um, well, this, little this, little that. Start running back.
0: <laughs> let's start at running back. Um, some guys that are widely available on the waiver wire, these aren't necessary. Keaton Mitchell, probably the one that yeah. is most likely to be available in your league, but if he is, I would still try to get him. Octavius Murray, Chase Brown, Tyler Algier, uh, Tajank Spears, uh, Kenneth Gainwell, and Jarek McKinnon, all decent pickups that you could uh, put in a flex spot this weekend. Um, there are some other names, but uh, these guys, I don't like the matchups so much this week. Antonio Gibson, Dante Foreman, Ty Chandler, Khalil Herbert, Miles Sanders, Roshan Johnson, those um, six or however many that was, that would definitely be a tear down from the, the first guys that I mentioned. Yeah.
1: yeah. I can get on board with that. Pete Mitchell, man, I really like him.
0: Yeah, he's exciting player. Mm-hmm. He seems to have taken over from Gus Edwards there, but- Gus Bus, yeah, and Gus Bus seems to be back in the depot at this point. But, uh, <laughs> the wide receiver guy. wise, um, also some intriguing options. Um, near and dear to my heart is uh, Wandale Robinson, um, Odell Beckham Jr., Elijah Moore, uh, Rashad Bateman, and uh, Hunter Renpo Actually, getting back on the fantasy radar uh, last few weeks.
1: Cool.
0: Um, cheer down from them. I would mention uh, Joshua Palmer, Zay Jones, and DeMarcus Robinson, and uh, tear down from that. I, I don't like the matchups this week, or Curtis Samuel, Jonathan Mingo, Quentin Johnston, and Noah Brown. And Again, I say I don't like their matchups this week, but depending on how picked over your waiver wire has been, uh, you may be in a mm-hmm. position where you need to dumpster dive on one or more of those guys, but uh, hopefully you can confine it to the first uh, five guys I rattled off there.
1: Yeah, I think that's a a good plan. If you can do that, that is a very sound plan. So uh, quarterback-wise, lots of guys
0: available, not too many that I think are really going to be fantasy uh, stalwarts this week. Jake Browning has shown nicely the last couple weeks. I think he's got a chance to uh, do well again this week. Joe Flacco, Gardner-Renshue, Will Levis, and Tommy DeVito. Those are the top five that I would uh, call out. Uh, tier down from them, I would say Desmond Ritter, Mitch Trubisky, and Aidan O'Connell. And uh, the bottom tier, um, only if you're desperate, uh, Derek Carr, Baker Mayfield, Zach Wilson, Bryce Young, Easton Stick, and Nick Mullins.
1: Not, not buying into the Nick Mullins experience, huh? No,
0: it it wasn't much of an experience uh, last week and not expecting it to be much more of one. I mean, I I think they have (laughs) a chance against Cincinnati, but uh, I'm hard-pressed to envision the game script that um, ends with Minnesota winning. But this year is hard to get a handle on, as are most years. It is. Who knows, maybe that's the upside of the week, but uh, I, I would bet against that.
1: Yeah.
0: end wise, yeah. fewer options here, but uh, I'll mention Isaiah Likely with Baltimore, Tanner Hudson with Cincinnati, and Dawson Knox uh, seemingly healthy again with uh, Buffalo. Yeah. Options I like this week. Uh, Chigakonkwo starting to get more targets last few weeks. Tucker Craft with Green Bay, Noah Font, Johnny Smith, Michael Meyer, and Kylan Branson also, guys you might want to consider. And then if you're really desperate, uh, Don't like the matchups, but uh, Logan Thomas, Kate Otten, Tyler Conklin, Hunter Henry, who made me look uh, uh, really bad last week, and then uh, Jawan Johnson would all be on the the bottom tier for me for pickups this week. That's not so bad. Mm -hmm. And then defense-wise, if you're looking to stream the defense this week, I like Cincinnati home against Minnesota. Atlanta on the road against Carolina. Tennessee home against Houston, uh, presumably starting Davis Mills. And even if it is C.J. Stroud, his receivers are dropping like flies. Uh, The Rams home to Washington. And the Giants on the road against uh, New Orleans, uh, maybe without uh, Derek Carr. So those are some of the defenses that uh, I think you should feel good about streaming this week if you're the kind that needs to stream defenses.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's it's not bad options. They're all right.
0: So, should mm-hmm. we get into some uh, top ten players? And Let's get crazy guys we want to avoid this week. So why don't you yeah. lead us off with uh, your top ten running backs for this week?
1: I mean, it's hard to put anybody not named Christian McCaffrey at the top of this list, especially after, after the last couple of weeks. And with the matchup coming up against Arizona, I think I feel pretty good about putting McCaffrey out there, and you should too. At number two, I've got B. Robinson. This might be the highest, and Atlanta Falcon has popped up on any of my lists this year. Uh, Alvin Kamara checking in at three. Kyron Williams at four. And Rashad White rounding out the top five. Saquon Barkley checking in at six. Tony Pollard at 7, Josh Jacobs at 8, Jameer Gibbs at 9, and Brees Hall at 10, and I've got Ezekiel Elliott, Travis Etienne, and Austin Eakler just on the outside looking in. What say you, Sherpa? Right. How much of these of this list is on your avoid list?
0: Um, um, a little bit of it, but not as much as <laughs> most weeks. Um, <laughs> I also have Christian McCaffrey at the top of my rankings, running back rankings for this week, expecting the... Good times to keep rolling for him. Uh, Kyron mm-hmm. Williams, Joe Mixon. Uh, just on uh, Christian McCaffrey, how many people were out there probably pounding their uh, hands against something when he had that uh, mm-hmm. 75-yard <laughs> run at the beginning of the game and got tackled at the oh, three-yard yeah. line? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> he, he still had a pretty nice day for himself. and all right. Sanity He's for himself. <laughs> Hopefully you didn't have Christian McCaffrey on your fantasy team and moved by less than six points. Oh, no, thank God. <laughs> so anyway, uh, back to my list. Christian McCaffrey, Kyron Williams, Jill Nixon, Raheem Mostert, Tony Pollard, David Montgomery, Josh Jacobs, Javante Williams, Bijan Robinson, Derrick Henry rounding out my top ten. Honorable mention, Saquon Barkley, DeAndre Swift, Keaton Mitchell, and Zach Moss.
1: Ooh, okay,
0: okay. Um, I have
1: the tandem of Jalen Warren and Najee Harris. I am not a believer in the Steelers team, and I am much more of a believer in the Indy defense. So sorry, guys, it's not your week. Also, staying away from A.J. Dillon, who might be healthier, but I'm not real impressed with the healthier version and not against the Tampa Bay defense. Gus Edwards, Samaj P. Ryan, Miles Sanders, Damian Pierce, Rico Doddle, Jaleel McLaughlin, Latavius Murray, just not enough volume.
0: Okay, I'm trying to stay away from Austin Flair, who hasn't done anything seemingly in weeks, and I don't think the quarterback change is going to help him. Alvin Kamara, or I shouldn't say quarterback change, the the, uh, the forced quarterback. substitution there. I don't think it's going to help him.
1: Yeah.
0: Alvin Kamara, same thing, might be playing with another quarterback. Reese Hall, Rashad White, I think you had him on your recommended list. He's on my with. I did. Devin, <laughs> Devin Singletary, John Connor, Ryan Robinson, Alexander Madison, Ty Chandler combo, the Chicago running backs and the New England running backs and this honorable mention of the Carolina running backs.
1: A lot of All dishonorable of them? mentions. Have we one of them? <laughs> Everybody must go. <laughs> exactly.
0: It's clearance sale. That's
1: it. Okay. Um,
0: <laughs> wide receiver-wise, uh, Devo Samuel at the top of my list, not surprisingly. Stephon Diggs, Jamar Chase, Mon Ross St. Brown, A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb, Cooper Cup, Michael Pittman, Tyreek Hill, assuming he's uh, healthy enough to get out there, and Devontae Adams rounding out my top ten. Honorable mentions, Jalen Waddell, who would obviously move into my top ten if Tyreek Hill's not there. Brandon Ayuk, Zay Flowers, Amari Cooper, and Wondale Robinson.
1: Okay. I like it. I like it. I'm not mad about that. Um, I have C.D. Lamb at the top of my list. Shock, shock, shock! Um, AJ Brown at number two, Tyree Kill at three again. As long as he can play football, and even then, if he's only got one leg, I still probably think he's in the top ten. Uh, <laughs> at four, if got Debo Samuel, and five, Stefan digs I'm thinking this is going to be a bounce back. Like I think we can turn the wide receiver diva like setting off here. Go back to him being a regular human. That would be nice. Um, but we'll see. might be wishful thinking. D.K. Metcalf is at six on my list. Amon Ross St. Brown, Michael Pittman Jr., uh, Brandon Ayuk, and Jamar Chase rounding out my top ten.
0: My avoid list is headlined by Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, the Ohio State uh, former teammates, D.J. Moore, Mike Evans, Marquise Brown, Justin Jefferson, if he plays, Keenan Allen, Terry McLaurin, Adam Thielen and Devontae Parker and dishonorable mentions to Jonathan Mingo and Noah Brown
1: yeah yeah sorry guys they both ended up on my avoid list as well um, Odell Beckham Jr Noah Brown, Jonathan Mingo, Rashid Shaheed, Elijah Moore, George Pickens, Romeo Dobbs, Jahan Dotson, Michael Wilson and Josh Downs Last one to make the list, so yeah, there's going to be some low-scoring games here. <laughs> I think that's fair to say.
0: Okay, uh, who do you like for quarterbacks this week?
1: Well, I mean, there's there is a lot to like here, but I actually have Jalen Hurts at the top of my list. Uh, I don't love it, but the defensive matchup is pretty good, and I would like to see how they bounce back. If they got embarrassed for two weeks. <clears throat> Let's see how it goes. Um, I have. Dak Prescott at two, Lamar Jackson at three, Josh Allen at four, Brock Purdy at five, Justin Fields at six. If C.J. Stroud plays, I have him at seven. And then I've got Jordan Love, believe it or not, <laughs> Matt Stafford and Patrick Mahomes rounding out the top ten.
0: Okay, we have the exact same uh guys in our top five, just in slightly different order. I've got Lamar Jackson first, Josh Allen second, (laughs) Brock Purdy third, Dak Prescott four, Jalen Hurts five, Goff, Matthew Stafford, Jake Browning, Gardner Minshew, and Tua Tagovailoa, and honorable mentions to Joe Flacco and Tommy DeVito.
1: I just love that Tommy DeVito is a thing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you can't get over it. Ah, yeah. oh, what a time to be alive. they uh, are definitely playing
0: better with him.
1: They are. You know, they really are. It it's like, it's not it's like a
0: gimmick. Manager, it's working. Like I said, I'm not buying <laughs> any of this. So he's going to supplant Daniel Jones as the quarterback next year, but uh, this is a nice ride and uh, just enjoy it and see where it takes us. And I don't yeah. buy that he's, you know, this year's Brock Purdy or anything like that, but, uh, Anyway, fun to see him doing well. Uh, Good story. Easy to root for him as a Giants fan.
1: Yeah, I like it. Um, What I don't like is Trevor Lawrence this week. Not against the Baltimore defense, not with one leg. I'm not into it, especially when this team can't figure out how to run run the ball effectively and stay away from Trevor Lawrence. Also, not loving Baker Mayfield set up this week in Green Bay. It's going to be a little chilly. (laughs) Jared Goff, uh, a tough Denver defense, wasn't sure we'd say that again. Jake Browning, while it's a very good story, I don't know if it's going to continue on. We'll see. Nick Mullins on the other side of that game. Maybe we're not real hyped to watch that one. Will Levis in Tennessee, Mitchell Trubisky in Pittsburgh, Gardner Minshew in Indianapolis, Joe Flacco. In Cleveland, our friend Zach Wilson, Desmond Ritter at all. Uh, yeah, plenty to stay away from.
0: Okay, I want to stay away from Justin Fields. I want to stay from the Houston quarterback, whoever that is, C.J. Stroud or Davis Mills, Kyler Murray, Derek Carr, Sam Howell, Baker Mayfield, Bryce Young, Zach Wilson, Bailey Zappi, and Nick Mullins, uh, all making my 10 to avoid and uh, dishonorable mention the Easton Stick. <laughs>
1: Sorry to Easton Six family and friends, but like how are you not a hockey player? I just, you're from North Dakota. <laughs> Fine. Anyway. I'll get over this eventually. Probably not. But I'll continue to try.
0: Well, I don't think there's uh as the quarterback, uh, starting quarterback <laughs> with sticks to the very long, but let's we'll see.
1: So um, what, what tight doing?
0: ends, um, I'm hyped up about George Kittle. He's had a good few weeks, and I think the good time for keep rolling for him as well as Christian McCaffrey and D.O. Samuel. Uh, also like Sam LaPorta this week, Dallas Gutter, David Njoku, Dawson Knox, Jason Ferguson, Isaiah Likely, Tanner Hudson, Kyleen Branson, and Daryl Waller will um, take the leap of faith that he's actually healthy enough to play. Ooh,
1: okay, like that. Um, I actually also put him in my top ten, so there you go. Um, we were both very much on that bandwagon, so good for us. But I have Travis Kelsey at the top of my list. I mean, again, what are you going to do? Uh, agreement with you on George Kittle. I've got him at number two. I think this is a great matchup for him. Uh, TJ Hawkinson at three. Sam Laporta at four. Trey McBride rounding out the top five. Um Maybe not the world's best matchup, but they're gonna to have to check down the football an awful lot. Evan Ingram, who uh, did I did play against him last week, and he put up thirty two and a half points. I was furious.
0: <laughs> no, that's why he's um, on
1: the this week. I just, I just can't. i like, I have a visceral reaction to thinking about him right now. <laughs> okay. Anyway, continuing on for the integrity of the show, I do have him at number six in the top ten for all of you hooligans. Just don't play me. Um, David Joku at seven, Jake Ferguson at eight, Isaiah Likely at nine, and Darren Waller coming back from the IR at ten.
0: Okay. Um, my avoid list for tight ends uh, starts with TJ Hawkinson, Trey McBride, who I think was on your recommended list, Morgan Thomas. Cole Komet, Juwan Johnson, Hunter Henry, uh, Dalton Schultz, Tyler Conklin, Kate Otten, and Gerald Everett, so long enough might tend to avoid this week.
1: Okay. Um I have uh definitely have Hunter Henry and this post traumatic amnesia. Not hyped about that. Don't love the matchup. <laughs> Stay away from that. Um also, with Dalton Schultz, he's looks like he's on track to play. I don't know how healthy he is. I don't love the idea, so I'm putting him on my bench this week, even though statistically it looks like we're kind of on the fence. Taysom Hill, again, not loving the injuries. Kyle Pitts, Cheo uh Tyler Conklin, Tyler Higbee, all of the Tylers, uh, Logan Thomas, Gerald Everett, and Tucker Croft. All the West Coast tight ends, just... <laughs> move your way There's right onto the Between bench.
0: the East Coast tight ends and the West Coast tight ends. I don't know if you've heard Yeah, it. and
1: apparently I'm not on either side. I'm somewhere in the middle of America, I guess.
0: <laughs> mm. You're on Travis Kelsey's side.
1: Travis, I, I'm out uh, scouting the next new big small, thing in Iowa. Really That's fine. where they build the tight ends these days. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, how about defenses? Who do you like this week?
1: Well, I like the Dolphins an awful lot. I liked them an awful lot last week, too, and that didn't get me very far. But still, the matchup's pretty good. Uh, I like the Saints a lot, the Rams, the Browns, the Chiefs, the Raiders, the Chargers, 49ers, the Colts, and the Ravens would be my top ten.
0: Okay, it's some overlap. I've got uh, Atlanta at the top of my list, Kansas City the Rams, the Raiders, the 49ers, the Bengals, the Browns, the Titans, the Giants, the Dolphins, and the Packers. Uh, so that's 11 that I squished into my top 10. But the clan It's a crime car.
1: It's fine. It's fine. Don't even worry. <laughs> uh, I'm looking to avoid the Vikings defense, the Bears defense, the Steelers. Lions, Bengals, Texans, Panthers, Eagles, Packers. Yep, not not looking for a lot of these.
0: Okay, I'm looking to avoid Arizona, Dallas, Seattle, Minnesota, the Jets, Pittsburgh, Denver, Chicago, New Orleans, Washington, Buffalo, and Jacksonville. So my avoid list is even more of a clown car as I squeeze twelve. Defenses into my tend to avoid. Perfect. So somebody's going to be getting pretty cramped.
1: It's a, it's a VW Beetle, and there's a hundred people in it. Yeah. No big deal. So,
0: it's fine. All right. Should we move on to some game predictions?
1: Yes. Give the people what they want. They do love a good argument. And let's see if. Do you think this could be the week I finally pick Atlanta to win a game? You think? Um,
0: if you don't pick them this week, you never will. So, and I think you're gonna. Um, I think you're thinking yeah. that I'm gonna guess that you're not picking them just to spite me, and then you are gonna pick them. So we'll see if the reverse psychology works <laughs> or not. <But> I Can't <laughs> wait to get to that game. I've never been so excited for an Atlanta, Carolina game in my life.
1: I have never and been so about- traumatized by an Atlanta, Carolina game as <laughs> I already am. <laughs> oh. Okay. I hate this. I hate um, this already. Anyway.
0: Right. So
1: Thursday <laughs> night, first up, Thursday we've got night?
0: the dysfunctional Las Vegas Raiders. They have the points at home against the McMullins-led uh, Minnesota Vikings last week up against the dysfunctional yep. Los Angeles Chargers led by somebody named Easton Stick. So <laughs> the good news, I guess, is one of these two teams needs to um, – win this game. The bad news is I have no idea which one it's going to be. I'll give the benefit of the doubt to the team that actually has a consistent starting quarterback for the last few weeks, and that would be the Raiders. I'll go with them to uh, squeak one out here uh,
1: 24-20. See, I like the idea of the Raiders winning that because that makes a lot more sense, but it's being played on Thursday night, which All the rules go out the window here. I think there's a chance that Chargers are going to sneak one in here because Austin Eckler has to be a large part of this offense. You can't put a poor man named Easton Stick from North Dakota out there all by himself and expect something to happen. Justin Herbert couldn't make anything happen. He had three Pro Bowl players. Couldn't do it. So why are we going to think this guy's going to unless we change up the playbook a little bit? The run game gets involved. Hell, maybe people who, who get thrown a football right at their numbers might catch them. I think things might come together in just a way that something weird happens and they win 24-21. That's where I'm going. We're starting off already.
0: <laughs> well, it really doesn't matter all the picks. It's just the Carolina-Atlanta game that that's the one that everybody's leading oh. to. See if you'll actually I'm break seven like, years of uh, tradition I hate
1: here. it. I hate everything about it. Anyway.
0: Okay. <laughs> Next up, we've actually got, uh, as has been the case the last uh, couple of years at least, we've got three Saturday games in Week 15. First of those yeah. is uh, Minnesota on the road at Cincinnati. And both teams here with unsettled quarterback situation. Actually, Cincinnati has a more stable situation than they what, do. I alluded to before there. Quarterback Jake Browning, who I like apparently more than you do this week, uh, has actually played pretty well the last few weeks. I'm going to, as much as I want to see.
1: He's been good. I've been I I've, I was impressed with what I saw of him last week.
0: I, I picked him as I mentioned to you. I picked him up in in anticipation of the playoff matchup in our dynasty league, oh. but I never played. Oh. But uh, yeah. oh, I did a shadow. I, I did shadow playoffs. I, I started. I put a lineup together and then compared it to the teams that were in the matchup that I would have been in. I lost by one point.
1: Oh, no. Even the shadow matchup didn't go your way.
0: Lost the shadow yeah. matchup by one point. No.
1: Damn. So anyway,
0: so back to what uh, people actually care about, which is not my shadow fantasy playoff. I mean, I care but, about uh, it. Well, you're, you're kind, but... Uh, kinder than most, most of our undetected. audience, presumably. <laughs> so Minnesota <laughs> at Cincinnati, I, I recommend that heartily to anybody that wants to feel like they've still got some skin in the game and doesn't have you know, a consolation round or a toilet bowl or anything like that. And they just set up your own shadow playoffs and start a lineup and then like compare him. it to the, to the you know, team that the lowest seed would have been playing and uh, see how you do. But, Anyway, Minnesota at Cincinnati, I'm going to go with uh, Jake Browning to keep things going. Uh, I think Minnesota will score a little bit more this week than they did last week, but uh, even though the the conditions will probably be uh, less favorable, but I'll go with Cincinnati to win this
1: 28-21. I'm going with Minnesota. I've got them winning 27-23, so we're, we're in the same ballpark. Um, I think Nick Mullins is a very serviceable backup. So is Jake Browning, and that's great. But I think getting Justin Jefferson back and ideally keeping him healthy a whole game might be enough to be the difference here. So we're going to find out. I am a Nick Mullins apologist, and I will not apologize for that.
0: (laughs) I'm just annoyed. I I was hoping they would give Jaron Hall a chance at some point. I know. he, He played. He lost his job uh, to Joshua Dobbs, and then to you now he's behind Dobbs and McMillan. So it really seems like yeah, he's
1: if you go if you go back there, a couple but... of episodes, ladies and gentlemen, before Josh Dobbs made his his way here, uh, we were both very high on Jaron Hall. We both picked the Vikings to win that day because of Jaron Hall. We were very excited about it, and he gets concussed in the first quarter, and that's the last we ever see of him. And we're all missing out.
0: Well, something I'm curious about, if, or I should say more likely, when Minnesota, in spite of their uh, nice uh, bounce back uh, from the disastrous start, if and when they get eliminated from the playoffs, I wonder if we see him for a game or two at the end of the season just so that they can evaluate what they have. Because, I mean, they've seen what they have in Joshua Dobbs. They obviously don't think that he's a guy that can lead them to the playoffs. Nick Mullins, I guess he'll get a shot, but you know, last week you know, wasn't very encouraging. You know, I actually think their best long-term play, long-term meaning next three or four years, is to resign Kirk Cousins this off-season. But chances are that won't happen. But we'll see. So yeah, anyway, I would like to see um, it, but with the continuity and Justin Jefferson and all, I think and T.J. Hawkinson, and I think that's Minnesota's best uh, offense, of course. If you spend that kind of money to sign Kirk Cousins, then it needs less money to improve the rest of your team. But, yeah, right now yeah. I don't like see that they have a serviceable quarterback among Nick Mullins or Joshua Dobbs. So I'd like to see them give Jaron Hall a chance to eliminate himself from consideration, but that doesn't seem to be mm-hmm. in the cards. Yeah.
1: Okay,
0: back to the Sorry, show. Sorry, Jaron Hall. Um, we
1: tried, man. We tried.
0: We tried. We were lobbying for you, but uh, – Trying to get a few hall passes, but
1: uh, not working (laughs) out.
0: Okay. Um, Saturday, the middle game, uh, he's got Pittsburgh at Indianapolis. The best thing you can say about this game is that it's in a dome, so hopefully both teams will not have weather as an excuse for poor offensive performance. Uh, I I think both offenses will do reasonably well. I'm obviously more confident in Gardner Minshew than I'm in Mitchell Trubisky, but I think – Pittsburgh keeps it close, but uh, I'll go with Indianapolis by field goal, twenty-seven twenty-four.
1: I'm going Indy twenty-seven seventeen. I don't feel like it's going to be particularly close. The defense, yes, is a problem, but uh, Pittsburgh offense is a little more of a problem. Uh, and it just, I, the Indy defense is better than people give them credit for, and I think they're going to they're going to stand their ground and. They might be scoring a touchdown from uh, Mitchell Trubisky pick six before it's all said and done.
0: Okay, and then the Saturday night game, we've got the Detroit Lions Ooh. who have been stumbling recently uh, up against at home against the Denver Broncos who were struggling mightily early in the season and seemed to have righted the ship a little bit. Um, I'm going to go with Detroit to revert to their uh, earlier season form, I think. Being at home, they seem to be a better team generally than they are on the road. And Denver, while, you know, pretty good defense, I I don't yet respect their offense enough. Devontae Williams starting to do some nice things. But uh, I'm going to go with uh, Jared Goff here at home uh, over Russell Wilson. I'll say 27-24 for the cap team.
1: Go Cats, go. I'm also taking the Lions. You know I love fighting Motor City Dan Campbell. Um, I'm still not sold on this Denver team. Yeah, they've had a couple of nice games or nicer games. But you have to come play like a, you know, a pretty, pretty decent team here. This Detroit team is what Denver would like to be in that, you know, we're going to maybe go to the playoffs. We've got like a, a team chemistry. The coaches don't hate the quarterbacks, little stuff like that. Um, I don't think they can come into Detroit and play as dominant football. Going on the road has not been as good for Denver. So I think they lose in a closer game, but not a close game. <laughs> the score will make it look a little better than it actually is. But I've got Detroit winning uh, 28 to 20.
0: Okay. And then on to the Sunday games. First game up, uh, the Chicago Bears traveling to Cleveland, who uh, looked mighty impressive last weekend uh, heading on against Jacksonville. You know, we all know that Cleveland has a top-match defense, but uh, you know their offense actually looks functional now. Chicago, um, same thing on a slightly smaller scale. Their defense is starting to look pretty good, and their offense is starting to look functional. I'm going to go with the uh, home team in this one as well, though I'm going to say that Joe Flacco keeps uh, things Moving along, and you know, I'll go with Cleveland 27 over Chicago 21.
1: Okay. I mean, I'm actually going with Chicago over Cleveland and Justin Fields and the gang. Uh, Cleveland, yes, there are good things happening. That defense is terrifying. Joe Flacco seems to like look like the Joe Flacco of 15 years ago, which is fantastic. But I'm all in on the Chicago team. I'm all in. I drank all the Kool-Aid. I'm here for it. I think Cole Komet's catching a bunch of passes. DJ Moore is going to be running down the field. It's going to be great. And I think that this becomes a little more of a blowout than one might expect. I've got them winning 30 to 21.
0: Before we leave um, the Ohio team, I just have to tell a quick story. So I was in Columbus, Ohio last weekend for last mm-hmm. uh, end of last week for company holiday party. And we had an ugly sweater contest. And mind you, this is Columbus, <laughs> Ohio, home of the Ohio State uh, Buckeyes. So
1: what does the uh,
0: Sherpa do? What any good Sherpa's Sherpa does? Sherpa's an instigator. <laughs> the Sherpa went online, found a University of Michigan sweater and wore it to oh, the no. office and uh, <laughs> did not win the contest, but got plenty of remarks that made it all worthwhile.
1: I bet you were the hero there. People like that. Nobody likes Michigan uh, there. There is a petition to give it back to Canada. Just take it away.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was I was probably less uh you know, popular than a dumpster fire in the UP would have been there. But uh anyway. <laughs> oh,
1: that's good. All right, so <laughs> now we get to the
0: that was just a segue to build tension for the most exciting, potentially, part of the show here, and that's uh, the reveal of uh, Jenna's pick in the Atlanta-Carolina game. Just any long-time listener or even a short-time listener is uh, probably familiar with uh, Jenna has a very strong aversion to uh, picking Atlanta. I haven't gone back quite to uh, see how long it's been since she picked Atlanta, but my guess is it's been at least a couple seasons and I'll just tee uh, this up for you by uh, saying that I am going to go with Atlanta here. They're they're not a good team, but they are, you know, a better team than Carolina, even on the road. I'm going to go with uh, Atlanta 24 over Carolina 17. So the floor is yours.
1: So listen, I, this is not it's it's only a little personal. <laughs> Can't say can not pick a team for. I think we are well into the third season of this now. <laughs> We'll have to go back and figure out exactly where it started. But, you know, I, I once upon a time, I was picking Atlanta to win games. And then it kept getting burned and burned and burned. And this franchise became unwatchable. I mean, it just, if, if the team isn't trying, if the front office isn't trying, why should I buy in? Show me something. Because right now what's going on out there looks like a Chinese fire drill. It's a mess. Nobody knows what's going on. Delay of game penalties back-to-back. What is this? But listen, Carolina, I mean, unnamed coaches and sources talking about how this is, it feels like the Hunger Games, the Fire 3 coaches, you know, kind of important ones. They've stunted Bryce Young's growth, which just being on the Panthers was going to do that. I don't think the coaches really are to blame for that. And You've got Miles Sanders, who inexplicably decided to bring in, and he's way past his prime. I mean, just, just way past it. Chuba Hubbard is the guy. I mean, your best hope at wide receiver is Adam Thielen, who his own team that he was winning Pro Bowls for did not want him. So this is an island of misfit toys to go against another of island of misfit toys. But do I think Desmond Ritter, the quarterback, can beat the Carolina Panthers? I do not. Do I necessarily think that Bryce Young can beat the Atlanta Falcons? Also, probably not. But what I do think is that there's just enough experience on this Carolina team that they can capitalize on some mistakes, <laughs> and they're going to win 23-21. Carolina, book it.
0: Game Prove is me be wrong, Atlanta. Prove me wrong.
1: Me. I'm here. I'm waiting to be convinced. <laughs> you
0: even had... Dejon Robinson in your top ten this week, and you
1: I think he's going to be Come a good on. little player. They're going to score 21 points, and they could all be Bijans. It's all yours, buddy.
0: You think he's going to kick the extra points too?
1: I would like that a lot. I might get interested in Atlanta Falcon football at that point because Young Youngway Koo couldn't do it last week with two field goals. See, I watch Atlanta Falcon football. Nobody wants to. I'm doing it. I
0: think you're just the sadist. I might be. Anyway.
1: <laughs> not right. disputing. that.
0: Let, let me let me frame this another way. If this game were in Atlanta at Atlanta, in Atlanta, at Atlanta, would you be picking Carolina still?
1: Yes, because I don't think there's a home field advantage. Not in Atlanta, not in Carolina. I honestly just <laughs> think that Carolina is marginally less of a dumpster fire than Atlanta is in this moment. Not forever, just for this week.
0: Right. Um,
1: come on, Desmond, come on. Come on, I'm I'm ready I'm to just, be convinced. I'm right here.
0: <laughs>
1: anyway.
0: I, I just, I quit. I, I don't want to do the rest of the show now. This is traumatic.
1: <laughs> Post traumatic amnesia—you just amnesia. you forget it all happened.
0: I wish I had post traumatic amnesia; that would be something. Anyway, um, the show must go on. So next game up is uh, Houston at Tennessee—a game that uh, pales in comparison to the, you know, the importance of the Atlanta Carolina game. But uh, anyway, Tennessee starting to do some nice things. Will Levis, hooray, big improvement. Yeah,
1: yeah, that was great. Um,
0: at quarterback there. So um, anyway, you know Ryan Tannehill. I think his uh, his uh, days as a Titan are probably numbered. But uh, yeah. anyway, I don't even if CJ Stroud plays, and I'm assuming here that he will. I think they keep it close, but I think Tennessee's defense is good enough as they showed against the Miami juggernaut last night that they can keep uh, good offenses in check. So I'll go with uh, Tennessee at home here by field goal. Final score: Tennessee 24, Houston 21.
1: Okay, I've got the same score. I've got it going the other way. I've got Houston winning 24-21, regardless of who's at quarterback, though I would like it to be C.J. Stroud. Um, I think that the run game will keep them in this. You get two healthy running backs now. That helps an awful lot. And Davis Mills is serviceable. The Tennessee defense, however, is pretty stout. I will give them that but I don't understand why we can't get a, a connection week after week with the same receivers. Like, why is DeAndre Hopkins a missing person? But but two weeks ago he had three touchdowns. I want to say a little consistency. I, I think this is a tougher matchup than maybe they think it is, especially coming off of a big big win. It might be a little bit of a letdown game. So I've got Houston by a field goal.
0: Who is uh, C.J. Stroud or Davis Mills going to throw to?
1: Um. Well, Noah Noah Brown? Probably just Noah Brown. That's it. Okay. Period. And, It'll <laughs> be quintuple. Devin, Devin Singletary can catch a little bit. Maybe we'll just line him up out there. I hear Zach Ertz is still available. They might want to think about Brady.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, Golden Schultz, uh started out well this season, but uh, not not doing so well. in the recent Injury challenges. bug got him. So, This uh, next game is kind of intriguing. Uh, Kansas City all of a sudden uh, losing a couple games in a row. They're at New England, which has been a dumpster fire most of the season, but had a nice uh, Thursday night victory last week. They're going to be well rested. They're at home. I think they keep this game closer than you might uh, otherwise think, but I think that uh, Kansas City is the more talented team here, and you know, Juju Smith-Schuster will probably wish he were still with the Chiefs here. I'll go with the final score of uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh, 24, and the uh, Bailey Zappies, 17.
1: Fighting Bailey Zappies. Yeah, this doesn't feel like a fair fight. Um, I've got New England putting up 20 points. That feels generous, but uh, Kansas City, I've got scoring about 33. So I don't feel like this is a very fair fight. I feel like they're pissed off after last week. I get it. I get why, but like you know, didn't have to, didn't have to come down to that. So maybe this week they're going to, to just play after a little harder. The early. Week
0: before too, and just, you yeah. just don't think their defense I respect, but their offense is, yeah. is mediocre at best, even if Patrick Mahomes there.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just I, I'm tired of watching Kadarius Tony and Marquez Alexander scantling. So, like, I would imagine Chiefs fans sure are.
0: I don't know what they're going to do, whether they're just going to keep trying to draft mid-level you know, wide receivers in the draft or whether they're actually going to either trade for one or draft uh, somebody you know, a little higher next year or sign a free agent. Maybe you know, get like, a free like agent, yeah. or somebody. <clears throat> uh, well, they need several. I mean, so right now they've just got you know a ton of guys that – uh, they,
1: they need three wide receivers conservatively they need I
0: mean to. maybe Rashi Rice can be part of a winning wide receiver mm-hmm. rotation, but he certainly doesn't look like he's the guy that's going to carry the load there. But uh, anyway. No. Okay. Next game, uh, near and dear to my heart, my uh New York Giants going on the road against the New Orleans Saints. And this is more of a Homer pick, I'll admit it, but I'm gonna go with uh the Giants to win their fourth in a row here against uh banged-up quarterback situation in New Orleans. Um, I'm going to go with uh, the Giants and their improving offense and improving defense, 27, New Orleans, 21.
1: Um, I am actually also taking the Giants, and it is not a homer pick. Uh, I think they're they're just riding a hot streak. The New Orleans defense has gotten a little confused and a lot injured, and the the offensive side of the ball is not healthy. I mean, they could – this could be a shootout. This could be a very low-scoring game. I think we end up somewhere in the middle. I've got the Giants winning thirty twenty-seven. Okay, a
0: lot of and cutlets. The other New York, yeah, <laughs> cutlets all, all around. Uh, the other New York team also on the road this week. The Jets uh, at Miami, and yeah, you know, Zach Wilson played well last week uh, against a pretty good Houston team that. Obviously, uh, didn't play you know up to their capabilities. Maybe the Jets defense had something to do with that. You know, Tua Tagovailoa coming off of a Monday night performance uh, that was not very impressive against a pretty good Tennessee defense. If anything, the Jets defense is better, but I still think Miami has more to uh, play for, and they're going to find a way to um, get back on the winning side of things. I'll go with uh, Miami 28, uh, Jets 21.
1: I'm going with Miami 28 and the Jets 17. I'm not feeling quite as good about their ability to keep up and Zach Wilson's ability to not inadvertently throw it to somebody who's not employed by his organization. So I'm thinking it could be a longer day for them, but I mean maybe Brees Hall brings it all in. I don't know, but I don't feel good about it.
0: Okay. The Battle of the Bays, uh, Tampa Bay, at Green Bay, um, I know Jordan Love uh you know played pretty well last night, especially at the end there, but um like you said before, Tampa Bay's defense really banged up. I think uh, getting back to the cold weather there in Green Bay, I think they'll have an advantage. I'll go with uh Green Bay by a field goal here, twenty four, twenty one.
1: Yeah, I mean I it's tough to argue with that. Um the, the battle of the Bay. The only thing is that I just I think that the Tampa Bay defense is better, and I think that's going to make the difference. I think I, I don't think Baker Mayfield is nex- necessarily the better quarterback, but I've got Tampa Bay winning twenty-seven twenty-three.
0: Okay. And next up, uh, probably the less said about this game, the first of the three Sunday Vikings. The better, Ooh. San Francisco, yeah. on the road at Arizona. Um, I I suppose it's possible San Francisco has a letdown, and, yeah, I know any given Sunday, but I just don't see that here. Maybe Arizona scores a TD at the end to make it look somewhat respectable, but I'm going to go with uh, San Francisco 30 over Arizona 20, and I can really see it being a much wider spread.
1: Yeah, I went with San Francisco 34, Arizona 20, so I think it's going to get a little worse, but I – I, if Arizona scores more than 20 points, I will be floored. Um, this San Francisco team is easily the best, most complete team in football right now, and Arizona is very much not those things. So it, well, it feels like a bit of a... Dallas
0: but I tend to agree with you that if the two of them played yeah. each other on the neutral field, I would I would like San Francisco at this point, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah,
1: it's hard to. Next up,
0: we've got... Washington, at the Rams, the other California team in the NFC West. And, you know, Rams have been up and down this season. Uh, The Commanders, the highlight of their season was winning their first two games, and it's been mostly downhill since then. I think both those trends continue. I'll go with uh, the Rams to win this one pretty easily as the Matthew Stafford resurgence tour continues. I'll say Rams 27, uh, Commanders 17. Ooh, okay.
1: Um, I'm actually taking the commanders to win this. I know, I know, I know. Um, I just I think they have a chance to steal one. You're going, going to uh, at least better weather than you would have at home. I think you've got the bye week, strain some things out, guys get a little healthier, you've got a good game plan. I think if Sam Howell's going to come in and steal one, I think it's a close game. I think it, it's going to come down to 30 to 28 and Commanders are going to be on top. They might just be the ones who have the ball last, but I'm excited for this game. I might be the only one, but I'm excited for this game. Excited just
0: to see if Shohei Ohtani will show up there.
1: Yes! Start raining. The dog. <laughs> raining $1,000 <000 laughs>
0: bills down on the floor. That's and what we, I like uh, to
1: see. <laughs> making it
0: rain. All right. Uh, Someone has to. Next up, uh, last of the Sunday afternoon games, Dallas at Buffalo. Dallas is really look like a juggernaut the last uh, few weeks. Like I said before, I think they've been right up there with San Francisco in terms of the two most impressive teams in the league recently. Buffalo just starting to get it sporting again. I was impressed with uh, how they were able to hold off Kansas City on the road, even if Kansas City isn't uh, as good offensively as they have been. But I'm going to pick a mini upset here, at least I think it's a mini upset, and go with uh, Buffalo to uh, – sort of um, sidetrack the Cowboys, at least temporarily. I'll go with uh, Buffalo 30, Dallas 27 in a high-scoring game.
1: Yeah, I thought Buffalo 33, Dallas 28. Um, As always, I am the pessimistic. Something bad is always about to happen, but I just think that the Cowboys have been too good the last two weeks. This Buffalo team is better than they've looked. I think they're gaining a little bit more confidence. Um, They've kind of banded together a little better and they're marginally healthier than they have been the last few weeks so I think they got a chance especially at home
0: so I like that you reinforced my uh, Homerism and I reinforced your uh, pessimism that's
1: what what we do here here. support support for each other
0: (laughs) exactly Validate each other's Ugh.
1: feelings for better or for worse. Well, if it makes you feel, my dad was talking to a client of his that's in Dallas last week, and it was um, before the Commanders game. So I guess two weeks ago, and he'd been laughing at me because I'm like, "Listen, I think we're going to lose this game. I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. Something bad's coming. I just know it." And he, like, I came home, <laughs> talked to him after work, and he's like, "Honest to God, the guy said the same thing you did. I said because we're all crazy. <laughs> None of us are."
0: That's All funny. Cowboys think something terrible player, is about
1: to happen.
0: Yeah, except for Jerry Jones. Yeah, except
1: Jerry. Oh, yeah, except Jerry. I, oh, it's his world. Sunday night game, we've
0: got uh, Trevor Lawrence on one leg going up against uh, Lamar Jackson who seems to have two uh, very... Two legs. Legs and they right both now. work. and They they do both work. And Both defense is pretty good. Both offense is pretty good. But I just think Baltimore is Slightly healthier and slightly more talented uh, with Lamar Jackson at the helm. I'm going to go with uh, Baltimore, 27 over Jacksonville, 24 here.
1: I've got Baltimore winning 33-21. I'm not convinced that Trevor Lawrence is healthy enough to elude some of these uh, pass rushers. Also not convinced this run game is going to work the way it needs to, so... That's not really going to keep the defense honest when you never run the ball, which is dumb because you've got a good running back. Um, so I think Baltimore wins this handily. doesn't matter if it's on the road. I think that's no problem. And Lamar Jackson's going to put up a million points.
0: Okay, and then finally, uh, Philadelphia playing the first of two consecutive Monday games. Um, will be on the road this week at Seattle. And Seattle, yeah, I, I think... Things will be better for them if they can get Geno Smith back than Philadelphia's looked like a disaster on defense the last few weeks, which, you know, conversely, their offense hasn't looked very good. But I think uh, they're going to get the ship right this week, and I'll go with uh, the Jalen Hurts' 30 over the Geno Smith's or Drew Locks' 24.
1: Well, I took the fighting Jalen Hurts at 30 as well and the 12th man slash Geno's physical therapist slash whoever's putting them back together with 23 points. If that offensive line wasn't so bad and I wasn't worried that Gino might actually die, I think they might have a better chance. But it's super tough when you're looking up at the lights every play because you just got crushed. and It's hard to score points that way. I'm impressed they've figured it out this far, but you got a lot of running back injuries. It doesn't help either. So I don't think it's their week. But – that does just about bring us to the close of our week. Uh, before we let you go, just real quick, as we always do, to cover our bases, we're going to give you some daily fantasy picks. Remember, these are value picks. The guys to help you pay for the guys you know you want to play, those high-ticket dollars. So we're going to save you a little scratch so you can win some money. Remember the fourth and inches show fondly when you do. Uh, at quarterback, you got a couple of interesting options this week,
0: starting oh, with order? Will Levis,
1: uh, not oh. Desmond Ritter. Will Levis is making the list, though, uh, especially after that little comeback performance last night. Matthew Stafford has an interesting matchup, uh, one where I think he may be playing from behind. So I I certainly think that the defense are going to try to throw more on versus run. Um, Jill Flacco also, if you're really, really desperate looking for something, might not be a bad play. Um, And then at running back, I mean, there's some good options out here this week. Antonio Gibson is interesting. Um, Ezekiel Elliott, who put up 20 points for me last week, real hyped about that. Uh, Jarek McKinnon. And Tyler Algier, Algier, if you're really looking for a stretch, uh, I will say I did get burned by him two weeks ago. Still smarting a little bit over it, but numbers are numbers. At wide receiver, Rashi Rice, if you want to spend up just a little, because obviously he is pretty much the healthiest human out there. Amari Cooper, I think, is very interesting. Garrett Wilson, Brandon Cooks, and Yeah, I mean maybe DeMarcus Robinson, but I don't I don't love, love, love the matchup. And then uh moving right along, two tight ends. Uh Tyler Conklin, definitely on the list. Kate Otten, I like a whole lot. Tucker Kraft is really just not going away. And Logan Thomas, all good options. Um, Defense-wise, the Rams. Rams against the Commanders, really good idea. Uh, the Bears, I think, at the Browns. The Jets at the Dolphins. Obviously, the Patriots against the Chiefs. If you're getting a little wild, so there's a lot of good fantasy value to be had on all sides of the football, any way you like to play. Um, we'll be back with you next week. For everything week sixteen, you can find us all over social media. In the meantime, you can find us on Twitter slash X slash whatever you want to call it at the number four T H N Inches Show. That's the number four T H N Inches Show. We're at J K I M 16 and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. You can figure out who's who there. You can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. You can email us at the number four T H N Inches Show at gmail.com And we will be back with you next week at our usual time, Tuesday, from 7.30 to 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And anywhere you need us all week long, find us everywhere you find your favorite podcast. So thank you so much for listening, guys. Good luck this week, unless, of course, you're playing us.